Pastor Donella Gray of the Joshua Ministries. I see Pastor Tammy Copeland. I see my friend, Minister Joshua. It's good to see you. I see everybody, my phrase team. I see Brother Glenn. To everybody in their perspective places, I, if I missed you, I'm just so full right now. And I'm full because I'm going to get right into the word, but when I was in the office, Pastor has this thing where he anoints his musicians and his praise team. Right, right. And they all stood around ready to be anointed and prayed over. And it just assured me that this is the message that God has preached. Amen. Amen. And it assured me that this is the message that God has allowed me to study and preach and for him to have his way. But anybody came and didn't be filled today. Yeah. Yeah. You've been running on empty and you've been trying to figure out why I feel the way I do. Somebody say, Lord, just fill me up. Hallelujah. Anybody want to be filled, not with us, but with him. Hallelujah. Because he said, listen, what I'm going to give you, you will never want again. You will never thirst after it. Hallelujah. You may get thirsty again from water, but the anointing I'm about to give you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The anointing makes a difference. And watch this, a lot of people are popular, but they're not anointed. Right. Oh my God. And, and, and one thing about popularity, it runs out. Yeah. And people will stop liking you today, chant you today, and stop liking you tomorrow. But when God has put his anointing on you, Am I talking to anybody in here that when my popularity runs out, my anointing still flows? Because it ain't about my popularity. It ain't about how well you like me. It's about me giving God his due. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To my bishop, Bishop Andre's face in his absence, we greet him. And Jesus, to so your pastor, my big brother, my friend, who is always getting on my nerve. <laughs> I am always getting on his nerve. But it's good to have people who love you. Amen. And it's good to love somebody. Amen. It's a good thing when somebody loves you back. Hallelujah. Every preacher in their respective places. I greet you in Jesus' joy. Now let's get to the word of the Lord. Come on here. Yeah. 2 Kings, oh. 2 Kings, chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. Read these words. Now then cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. Saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, mm -hmm. and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditors is come, always coming, mm -hmm. to take unto him my two sons. Mm -hmm. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, what hast thou in the house? 
And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Right. Then he said, Go borrow, swallow your pride, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow, not a few. And when thou hast come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when she, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me that another vessel. And he said unto her, There is not another vessel. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There is not another vessel more in the oil stage. Father, we thank you today that we come here, not out of tradition, but we come here to our relationship. That we may get more closer to you. The Lord is not about what happened yesterday, but Lord, we live in it today. Today, use us for your glory. Today, use us so that we can tell a dying world that Jesus lives. Yeah. Lord, we ask that you use me for your glory. It's not about John little Jesus, but it's about you. Sit John little down, you stand up, Jesus. Rise up in me. I'm your instrument. Play me in any key you would have me in. And I say in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. When you take your seats, I want you to usher these words. Fill me up. Fill me up. Until I overflow. Until I overflow. We are living in a day and time where ministry has become the hunger game. Mm. And it seems like everybody is competing to see who is better than each, than each other. Right. Instead of us doing what God has called us to do and working with one another, we are trying to outdo each other. And anointed folk don't try to outdo each other, but anointed folk try to help guide each other along the way. Right. We're living in a day and time when everybody is so competitive that can't nobody really reach nobody because we are all trying to outdo each other. Preachers are trying to outpreach each other. Deacons are trying to outdeacon each other. But the truth of the matter is, it should not be that we are all trying to do outdo each other when we all been called by the same God. And it seems like we have so become so hungry to be God's chosen. And some of us want to sit on the right and the left side of Jesus. But right. the truth of the matter is, those seats are already taken. Yeah. And we see others anointing. And instead of us understanding that God has given us what we have, we try to take somebody else's or try to become somebody else. Mm. But the reality is, you can wear my clothes, but you can't wear my anointing. Hey, 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 hey. You, 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 you can sound like me, but you ain't got my anointing. Because watch this, I can always be imitated. But I can't, you can never take my originality from me. Because God called me who he called me to be. And he called you who he called you to be. And when we get comfortable in being who we are, we'll stop judging and critiquing and trying to stop taking everybody else's stuff. And it's okay to be you. Watch this. That's why people, that's why you can't stay in a relationship because who you introduce is not who you are. And then that's why we are in the struggles that we're in now. Because the first 30 days we show them a good woman when the reality is you should have said I got attitude. Right. 
I got an attitude problem. You should have told them. You should have told the truth from the very beginning. But it is challenging when we don't tell the truth from the very beginning because then we are under false pretense that you were something that you really wasn't. And the truth of the matter is, beloved brothers and sisters, one time or another we have all had the moments where we tried to do what we saw somebody else do because it seemed to be working for them. But can I tell you, everything that seems to be working ain't anointed. Some things can function, but they are not anointed. Some things can move, but they are not anointed. Some people go, but they haven't been sent. And don't think just because somebody's driving a nice car, they got no credit. Some people are doing some stuff that you don't even want to be wrapped up into. And we think because they look like they're blessed that they really are blessed. But God is not the only one in the blessing business. Because I believe it was the devil who said, if you if you if you denounce, if you tell me I'm the I am who I am, I'll take you up and I'll give you all this. Some people have sold out and it looks like anointing, but it really ain't anointing because anointed folk ain't got to beg for nothing. Anointed folk ain't got to cry for nothing now. Anointed folk ain't got to go steal nothing now. Because if God wanted it for me, he would have put it in my life. And it would have been an assignment for me. But if God did not call me to it, I don't want it. I ain't got time to be like Mike. The devil is a liar. I want to be like Jaleel. Because when I become like Jaleel, and I do what God has called me to do, can nobody say my worship? My worship is for real and it's authentic. You can't take me from me. And you show no can't do me better than I can. And we have a church full of competitors. And not Christians. And God has to spend more time dealing with the competitive Christians mm. than he do with the world. Well, exactly. Because it seems like the world has more respect for them. Wow. Because they don't mind putting their bottle at the door. Mm. But some of you Christians will come in drunk. Mm. And you come in drunk with your traditions telling people what they should not do. And we think just because people don't look like us, they are not anointed. But the truth of the matter is, he said he'll use the foolish things we are in a place where the church has come the hunger game. And not only is it the hunger game, we have devalued who we are. And we devalue anytime you try to be somebody else, you devalue who God called you. Anytime you try to take on somebody's personality, you devalue who God called you. Because what you tell yourself is, I'm not good enough if I don't do it like that. Right. And if I don't sound like T.D. Jakes, I'm not good enough. And if I don't sound like Tellus Chapman, I ain't good enough. But the truth of the matter is, I haven't been through T.D. Jakes and Tellus Chapman's burdens. And that's what we have to understand. Everybody has a burden and a cross to bear. And every cross don't look the same. Because everybody don't deal with the same thing. And that's why we have to understand, when you walk this Christendom and you walk this ministerial life, there are some situations you're going to have to go through that ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. Must Jesus bear this cross alone? And all the world go free. Mm. Come on now. Here we are introduced to this woman. Yeah, yeah. Who is at a dilemma. Mm -hmm. She's not only at a dilemma, but she's dead, she's desolate. She 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 she's upset. Yeah. She she's mourning. Mm. 
Mm. And can I tell you, bill collectors don't care about how much you cry. Right? Bill collectors don't care about your husband dying. Bill collectors don't care about your they're gonna keep coming. Yeah. And, and watch this, bill collectors can't meet your emotions. Mm-hmm. So stop thinking that everybody is going to care about how you feel. Right. Because in a moment of struggle and stress and, and, and stronghold, do you know people are so secluded on what they're going through? They ain't got time to worry about what you need. That's why you have to have a constant prayer life. And, and that's why you have to have a constant connection with God so that when everybody walk out on you, you still have source to him so that when you're in your lonely hours, he'll be with you at all times. Some of y'all in here mothers, and you know you'll go to bat for your children, even when they wrong. So stop telling the teacher my kids don't act like that because your kids act like that at your house. <laughs> and the challenge is we laugh so much and say, oh, no, I didn't raise them like that. Nobody asked you how you raised them. That's how they acting. There is a difference. And she, yeah, there's a major difference. And she has a dilemma. And she's desperate because in the biblical days, when the husband man died, women depended on the sons to take care of them. They, right. they were stepping to the providers. And, and now, Lord, you took me to tell me you took my husband and now you got somebody else to come get the children. She has to kick in high gear because if she loses her two providers, she may not have a livelihood. She may go broke. She may be defeated. She may depleted. She may not have anything. And now she goes to Elisha. And she goes and she cries to him. And she says... Elisha, my husband is dead. Mm-hmm. And the bond slave is come to get my son. Mm-hmm. Instead of him, or it's suggested that he was getting ready to write her a check. But instead of him writing her a check, he said to her, what do you have in the house? Mm-hmm. She said, I have nothing save a pot of oil. Mm-hmm. How can you not have, how can you have nothing and something at the same time? Right, right, right. right. Okay, I'll try this side. How can you have nothing and something at the same time? Wow. The reason why she felt like she had something and nothing at the same time is because she was looking at the package that the oil was in. Yeah. But what mattered was the oil. Right. The problem that we have is we look for validation in everybody else and we forgot to validate ourselves. And because she looked at her oil as if it wasn't enough, she devalued her oil, and now she's at the place where she has a dilemma, and she needs God to do some, God to do something for her. But the only way God can do something for her is she has to learn how to value what she has. Right, right. And if you're going to move forward in this life, God will always have something laid aside for you that you have negate and neglected because you thought it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. But did you know God makes a little much? And do you know he called something out of nothing? Yes. When he first started this world, it was nothing. He made it to something. Yeah. He called grass. He called animals. He made men. He made people. What he did was he's always using what you deem to be nothing, and he made it something. If you don't believe me, look at yourself and say, God formed me. He made me. And watch this. Not only did he form me, and he made me, but he said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made in his likeness. And, and the challenge is you forgot who you belong to and who you look like, that, and you need to stop being valuing yourself because you don't sound or look like somebody else and she said I have nothing but a pot of 
oil. Can somebody shout my oil matters? My, my oil, oil matters. matters. My black lives matter and all that good stuff. Women's lives matter, but my oil matters. My oil and I'd rather be anointed than sit around not knowing God. I'd rather be anointed by God than sit around stressed out and struggling when I know God is a good, good father. And I know God makes ways out of nowhere. And I know God does not forget about me even in the worst state that I'm in. Anybody ever been in some situations where only God can bring you out? Anybody ever been in some situations where only God can show you the way? And it wasn't no man that helped you. It was God. And yeah, I'm a witness. The prophet asked her, what does she have? He didn't even allow her to make a notion. He didn't even allow her to make petitions. You know why? And then we're going to move quickly. Because if she would have made a petition, I'm pretty sure she would have said, can you bring my husband back? <laughs> because the husband man was a provider. Right. So before she said it, he said, what do you have? He said, what can I do for you? And then the Laura asked the question, answer the question. He said, what do you have? In other words, God will save you from you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Because some of y'all are so busy trying to resurrect your past, you're killing your future. Y'all yeah. ain't talking back to me. Now, she was stuck between a dilemma. On one hand, she needed a provider. On another hand, the detritus was coming to take her sons. On the one hand, she needed a provider who was her husband. Elisha has Elijah's anointing. Elijah has the ability, the ability to raise from the dead. Mm -hmm. Now she has she stuck between a rock and a hard place. Do I get my providers or do I save my providers? Mm -hmm. If she was to get her husband, that's one check, but if she saved her sons, or two. Mm -hmm. It's always some hard decisions to make when you're in leadership. Don't yeah. be talking about Come on that. now. She said, he says, what do you have? She said, I have oil. He says, go borrow some vessels. And we are the borrowed vessels. Because mm -hmm. some of us in here, all of us in here have been empty before. Right, right. Yeah. So she, she has to kick into overdrive. She has to do something. And let me tell you something. What's going to get you in the door this season is your obedience. Yeah. Yeah. The lack of obedience is keeping us stuck. And we can't get to what God has for us because we won't do what God said to us. That's right. Yeah. And we mad because other people getting blessed and we telling them they phony, though they're not phony, they're obedient. Right, right, right. Come on here. I, 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 I'm not acting like I'm better than you. I'm obedient. That's right, that's right. And if you think my obedience is me trying to be better than you, then you lost your mind. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're in the same church, in the same Bible, in the same Christian world I'm in, that means you have really changed the direction of the Bible because you don't want me to obedience because it makes you look bad. Uh -huh. Am I talking to anybody in here? Yeah, and sometimes we have lacked the, the, the principle of obedience because the Bible says, I think it, my, it says obedience is better than a sacrifice. Right. See, we know how to make sacrifices, but we don't know how to be obedient. God told you to leave your son in jail and you go bail him out. And you reason why the reason why your son can't get right because you keep intervening. Yes. God is trying to deliver and you keep delivering. See, the difference between God's deliverance and your deliverance is your deliverance is temporary. Yeah. And we live in a time where we would rather have temporary pleasure. Yeah. Then permanent joy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the church is at a precipice 
where we would rather have a moment of happiness than a lifetime of joy. Right, right. She was in the middle of that. She went to the prophet. And he told her, what do you have? Because watch this. I'm tired of us coming to church forgetting what we possess. Amen. I didn't come here to give you something. I came here to remind you of what you have. I talk to you, Ralph. Yeah. I talk to you. I got you. The problem that we have is we want somebody to give us an anointing when we already got an anointing. But sometimes life's pain and life's struggles and life's trauma and life's trauma will cause us to have a What's that thing the, the old people got? We begin to have all timers and forget what God has done for us. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll begin to go through memory laps. And we forgot that the reason why I survived last year is because I was anointed last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you, you have to remember that your anointing got you to 2022. You have to remember your gift got you to 2022. That's why I say it makes room for you. So even when you feel like you ain't got no room, the gift already made room. Because that's what it makes room for you. So watch this. I don't have to. Be, and you know what? The Bible says he's not going to make space for you. He's going to make room for you. And the challenge is you settled for space when he was trying to give you room. Now, come on, you. Come on, Come on, Come on, Come on, Got to get out of here. And, 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 and we get comfortable with space because we don't understand the divinity of room. Yes. Come on, say it. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but I want to go to I want to live in a mansion. Mm. Because he said in my father's house are many mansions. That's right. The problem is you don't want to mansion, you just want to get to heaven. Mm. Mm. But he said in my father's house are many mansions. He created room. Yeah. He did. What I'm trying to tell you is in order for you to function in 2022, obedience is attached to your next miracle. Yes. Yes. And God is not going to use something new. He's going to use something old, but he's going to give it a new spin. Yes. 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 Come on. Come on. <clears throat> the oil he wasn't missing, her mind was. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Say that. <laughs> the oil you never left the house, she did. Yeah. And wow. like, what we have to do is we keep going shopping in other people's houses. Oh my God. To see what they got on their shelves. Well, the wow. reality is, while they got all this stuff on their shelf, you had the one thing that they don't have, and you're annoyed and sitting on the shelf. Oh, yeah. Your anointing is sitting on the shelf. Can I share this with you? Your anointing, you have put your anointing on the shelf because while times have changed, you thought it was no longer good. So instead of you wearing your anointed, you went and you hooked up with somebody who seemed to be anointed, and y'all begin to act like twins, and y'all wasn't. So while you keep failing and failing at life, your anointed is sitting there waiting on you to use it. In the biblical days, the anointing was a signet that God had his hand on your life. When David was being anointed as king, Notice that the oil wouldn't fall until he walked past. Right. It seemed like the oil was frozen. Mm. But it heated up when David came by. Right. 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 Your anointing is not going to function if somebody's holding your pot. But you got to learn how to mix your own food in this season. You got to learn how to accept your own flavor. See, the problem is we, we, we forget that we all taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. 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 
But because things don't go our way, we think God is not good. But sometimes God be saving you from you. Hey! Yes. Amen. Yes. Because while you talk about the enemy that is trying to destroy you, the enemy that's in you is killing you from the inside. So you're always losing because you haven't tapped into the spirit man. And that's why I tell you, Christianity is not a flesh walk, it's a spiritual walk. Because every now and then, God don't deal with the flesh, he deals with the spirit man. And that's why we got to always be tapped in. Because if we're not tapped in, we're going to lose. See, and I, I'm getting ready to get there. She she has a jar oil that she didn't pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Now I know some of y'all gonna lie. How many people here fried chicken? How many times do you use the same oil? <laughs> so y'all don't use the same oil, so every time y'all go, y'all use different oil? No, no. no. Yeah, I know you're lying. Take a second. Air fryer. You ain't authentic. You ain't authentic. You ain't authentic. You're not authentic. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The reason why some people use the same grease, and notice that grease goes to other stuff. Yes, it does. Because it has flavor. And Pastor Tammy, you know why that grease is so important? Let me tell you why that grease is so important and why you use it multiple times. Because it has the ability to sit. And when you use it again, it never loses its touch. Right. Yeah. And the reality is, you've been losing your touch because you forgot about your gift. Wow. You around here supporting every other ministry and yours is dying. Come on. You around here blessing everybody else financially and you broke. And when it comes down to you, you ain't got nothing because you ain't allowed yourself to be taken advantage of. And now you're mad because you ain't got nothing else. But remember your oil, it makes a queen. He told her to go borrow something empty. Why am I going to borrow something empty? I need something full. I'm tired of borrowing empty stuff. Okay. I don't want your empty members at my church. Quality over quantity. And I'm not going to sit there and listen to an empty preacher. And I'm not going to keep going to empty conventions, spending all my money. Or uh, empty conventions, and they don't even know my name. Hallelujah. And can't nobody prophesy to me how great I am. I woke up this morning. Uh -huh. She, she, Tanisha, she really has to go borrow something empty. Now, we don't like empty stuff. We don't like our gas tanks to be empty. But that's when faith kicks in. Faith is knowing you ain't got no money in your pocket. God said, go to the gas station, your tank will be filled. But faith is attached to obedience. She says, she doesn't say a word. She does what he said. But the problem is, you want me to borrow something. That's empty. I have just a little jar of oil. 
Mm. It don't make sense, right? So it's like I'll be putting a drop in every one. <laughs> you get a drop. You get a drop. <laughs> you get a drop. Right. But the scripture says she went in her house and shut her door. Mm. Can I tell you what the significance of shutting the door is? This is the Sergeant's temple. Stop leaving the door open to unnecessary enemies. Because folk want to see you pouring. Right? They want to see you and then steal your own. Well, so you go to another church and you see blue chairs. Or y'all are talking back to them. Because you've been wrapped up with somebody who liked your ideas but not you. And their church is growing off of your vision. And, and, and the church is growing off your vision, right? Watch this. But the church won't last without the visionary. Because, because when, 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 when you take my ideas, you may be able to duplicate what I said. But you're not anointed to handle the assignment. So while your church is looking like I said, you're not anointed and the tears and the sweat and the impartation that God has given me, you're not anointed for my impartation. So when I come on the scene and I know when I walk into certain ministries, I always say, this is my church. Well, you speaking. But that is not my anointing. And she shuts the door mm. because nobody's going to be able to take credit for you this season. Right? Hallelujah! Wow. Nobody's going to be able to take credit for your come out. Come on! My God! Nobody's going to be able to take credit for your overflow. Nobody's going to say they did it. God's going to say He did. Nobody ever no, tell me. Nobody's going to tell you. Oh, oh, girl, I helped you. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You helped me struggle. You helped me struggle. And that's why I'm 50 years old starting ministry. Because I was following you and you had nothing for me. You were promising me you would do it. But you never had it in the first place. You needed me to be a seat warmer. And I warmed the seat every Sunday. I gave when I was broken. I came when I was broken. I hurt. I'm in your business because I experience your business. Right. Uh -huh. I've been through that. We need to stop lying. Oh, he left the church. No, you put me out. You put me out. You didn't give me a choice. Oh, he was in his feelings. No, I was hurt. Right. And then, then, you know, some of them other folks, oh, y'all don't want to go through nothing. Well, you keep getting sad where you at. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. And see how long you live. Yeah. And you know what, Tommy, can I talk to you? 
We've been teaching people how to be spiritually dead. Oh, you leave me here. You leave it. Because you got an attitude. You're right. Because I'm supporting you. And you loving on the folk who ain't. Come on. Come on. Shut the door. 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 Shut the this is a moment between me and God. We don't want a relationship with just me. We don't want to have one-on-one -on -one with God no more. We want everybody to see how you're doing us. It's not about you. It's about God. It's not about us. It's about God. And then you know what? Can I tell you stop Judging your ministry based on how many people you got. Yes! Yes! Keep on talking. Come on! Keep on talking. Yes! You can have a million folk and only ten paying tithes. Okay. 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 They got no power. No power. No, no power. power. No power. But but see, you see, we, we folk we think God only functions in crowds. Mm. But he said, well, two or three are crowded. That's right. Yeah. He's never gonna leave you because you're not crowded. And watch this: if you're not crowded, you can get to him closer. Uh huh. Okay. The, the, the vessels. When when she borrowed the empty vessels. She was crowded with emptiness. Mm. Wow. Wow. Y'all mm -hmm. ain't catching this. He told her to borrow something empty. Right. To crowd herself with something empty. But by the time she was finished, what was empty would be full. Right, right. The scripture says she had a little jar of oil or a pot of oil. And she had multiplicity of vessels. Uh -huh. yes. And the scripture says that the prophet told her to go in her house and begin to pour the oil in the jar. Yes. Amen. Can I tell you this? God is about to send you something empty mm. so that you can fill it. Uh -huh. yeah. My God, thank you, Jesus. What God is about to send you ain't even going to experience church hurt. Mm. They ain't going to even know nothing about the church. Wow. Wow. Yes. See, we we want we want what we want is we want recycled Christians, but we need converted folk. Yes. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know why you need converted folk? Because converted folk can be taught. Right. Yeah. Right. Converted folk ain't stuck on what grandma and, and mama was right. doing, not that right. what grandma and mama was doing ain't privileged, but converted folk just want to know how they can be used. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Did the vessels resist going with this woman? Well. And watch this. God is going to send you some help. Mm. Yes. But don't turn the help away. Because it don't look like what you're used to. Yeah. Here it is. The sons was getting ready to be took. Right. But the mother told the sons to go get the vessels. Uh-huh. Because you won't have to take part in your rescue. Okay. The sons, watch this. And the reason why the sons had to go get the vessels, because they probably were strong enough 
and had a better source of carrying the multiplicity of the, of the vessels, so she needed more than enough. Mm -hmm. The scripture says she got in her house, she began to pour the oil, and guess what? She filled up every vessel. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How in the world can one jar of oil fill up of a stuff? She called it little, but it had the ability to fill something else. Yeah. And it never ran out. Which means what God is about to do for you in your life is not going to run out. Your blessings will continue to flow if you continue to be obedient and never forget what God has done for you. That's why he keeps on blessing you. That's why he keeps on making a way. That's why he keeps on anointing you. That's why he keeps on refilling you. That's why you are the blood. That's why you still here. That's why you survive. That's why your children are all still living. That's why.
I will never put my oil on the shelf because you don't like me being different. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I will never put my oil on the shelf because you can't stand the fact that I ain't traditional. Right, my God. I will never put my oil on the shelf again trying to compete with you. Right. Because the truth of the matter is, we'll both compete with each other, but we'll always lose because it is not about us, it is about God. And if God is not being glorified, and if God is not, we ain't doing what we call to do. Right. Somebody said, I will never neglect my oil again. Never neglect my oil again. Father, we thank you on today. Thank you, Lord. That my oil still works. Thank you, Jesus. That it still has flavor. That I'm able to still have access to you, God. I thank you right now, Holy Spirit, that today we will leave out of here free, filled, and overflowing. Lord, even as we go to Monday, let our anointing begin to drip out on our bosses. Let it begin to drip out in our jobs. And let it begin to drip out in our sickness. And let it begin to drip out in our minds that the anointing will tell the enemy, you can't have this one. And Lord, we thank you. Thank you. For this opportunity to come and worship. We say in Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. Amen.